Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home As of Monday evening, college football is back on both sides of the Continental Divide for age-old arch rivals. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana State Bobcats began their first fall camp under first-year head coach Brent Vegan on Friday in Bozeman. The Montana Grizzlies opened their third season and fourth year under the direction of head coach Bobby Houck on Monday night at 6.30 p.m. The Bobcats have had to wait since December of 2019 to capitalize on their momentum of their last season on the gridiron. Almost two years ago, Montana State raced to a historic 11-win season that included a 48-14 blasting of the rival Grizzlies in Bozeman, a first-round bye in the FCS playoffs, postseason wins over Albany and Austin P, and the first semifinal berth for the program since 1984. The Grizzlies also took a step towards returning to the ranks of the National League Elite in 2019. In Houck's second season of his second stint leading his alma mater, Montana won 10 games for the first time since 2013, advancing to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs for the first time in seven years. UM played a pair of games this spring, scoring 107 total points in decimations of Division II Central Washington and Big Sky Foe, Portland State. Montana State opens its season September 4th in Laramie, Wyoming against the Wyoming Cowboys. Kickoff is set for 2 p.m. Montana opens that same day playing in Seattle against the University of Washington. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m. from the capital city of the Evergreen State. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What up, Montana? Happy Tuesday. Couldn't be much better on this side of things. Football's back in action. Missoula Paddleheads continue to roll. Everything around the state of Montana seems like it's going in the right direction, unless you're talking about all the out-of-state license plates. But if you're from out-of-state and you're listening to the show, welcome. Welcome to Missoula. Welcome to Montana. Just be cool, man. That's all I got to say. Just be cool. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour of the show. Talked a lot of Grizz football. I was able to hit up practice for uh, the second day in a row here in Missoula. I'm going to head over, head over to Bozeman sooner than later and uh, get some intel and some insight into Montana State as well. But uh, shared some thoughts about Grizz football. Also heard from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach. 
Going to hear from Taylor Housewright, Montana State Offensive Coordinator, a little later on here in hour number two. Uh, but also gave you uh, just some general thoughts about my impressions of the Grizz first day at camp. And we also did our Treasure State Stars, as we do each and every Tuesday. We also gave you some Tagliari Deli as well. All that from the first hour can be found on the podcast, Nuana's Now Podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. You want tickets? Missoula Paddleheads back in town. If it seems like they're home for a long time and then away for a long time, it's because they are. They're playing these six-game sets, and so they are off on Tuesdays always, and then they just come home for six in a row, or they're on the road for six in a row. So most recently, they've been in the uh, Magic City. They've been in Billings, and now they're back home starting tomorrow night at Oregon Park Allegiance Field. And I got four tickets for you to Thursday night. Great Falls Voyagers in town. Uh, it's a team that Missoula's uh, had great pleasure beating up on all year long, so uh, probably going to be in uh, good position to see a lot of runs scored and a big Paddleheads win. We're going to get to that in a minute. But if you want to go to the game, text us, not call, text. 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. I have four tickets for you to Thursday night's Missoula Paddleheads game. Uh, texter number one. We're just going to go right off the bat. 888-1029. Got four tickets for you to the Missoula Paddleheads. Haven't seen this guy in a couple weeks. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, in studio with us here on Nuanez Now. It's the Northwest Motorsport Studio, by the way. Northwest Motorsport the largest truck dealer in the Pacific Northwest. Go check them out online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Jeff, what's up, dude? I haven't seen you in a little while. How you been? Oh, you know, doing pretty well. Just trying to hang in there, getting through the second half of this Pioneer League season. Got back from Billings last night a little bit late. We had a game that rolled almost four hours last night. It was a really tight ball game. Didn't go the Paddleheads way, but... It's almost a four-hour game, and by the time you get the bus loaded up and everything and back on the road, we didn't make it back here to Missoula until 4.35 o'clock in the morning, but I'm chipper here, ready to go. I love it. A lot to get to, including a bunch about the paddleheads, but first and foremost, got to ask you, you're sort of becoming one of our MLB insiders because I know you follow this stuff pretty darn good. I know it's hard when you're covering a team, traveling with a team, but you get all the news alerts, and you're a good baseball mind. So just give us some uh, broad impressions on the trade deadline because I thought uh, – particularly when it comes to a certain team in uh, the Windy City. The Chicago Cubs, they unloaded it all. I I couldn't believe that they did because they unloaded some guys that aren't that old. And I thought they still had a great core, a core that had won a World Series within the last handful of years. So your thoughts on the Cubs and then everything else that happened over the deadline? Well, we talked about it on this show kind of right before the deadline happened, that we kind of had a seemed like a consensus that we didn't think that the Cubs were going to unload it that much, that maybe they would get rid of some of those older veteran guys like Craig Kimbrell, who they ended up dealing, but like guys like Baez and Rizzo and and um, Bryant, of course, Chris Bryant. Sure. Uh, it kind of saw that, that they would keep those guys, you know, guys that, yeah, Rizzo is 32, but not a guy that's, you know, declining, I would say, but they got rid of all of them. They just dealt them all. And, of course, the Giants scooped up Chris Bryant, which I wasn't too unhappy about myself being a Northern California guy and following the Giants. So that definitely adds a little bit of spice to that NL West race. But I was surprised to see Rizzo and just the whole crew of guys go off. You know, now Baez and Rizzo now in New York with two separate teams, adding some interesting caveats to those races. And Look at it from the Cubs' perspective now. They're kind of completely rebuilding. You had that championship run. You won your first world title in all these seasons in 2016, this magical team, and it's gone just five years later. And to me, if I'm a Cubs fan, I'm devastated at this point. No, no question. I, I there's a certain world in which you can sort of justify trading Rizzo and Bryant to me. But I can't believe they traded Baez. Baez is only 27. He is a premier talent. I mean, he is a oh, premier absolutely. talent at shortstop. So I couldn't believe that they got rid of him. And he's a guy that you look at Baez and he does things that just kind of jump off the page. That 
doesn't have to do with home runs, OPS, you know, exit velocity, all, all these different things. And I'll equate it, and obviously this is a different level of baseball, but I'll equate it to the paddleheads. Talk about sure. a guy like Jose Reyes, yep. second baseman, infielder for the paddleheads. He is just an energy guy. Mm-hmm. He's on the field, and he just provides this spark. He plays with this swagger, this you can't, this can't really describe it. And a lot of guys don't like it, you know, this sure. flashiness where he hits the big home runs and he bat flips it to the moon, you know, that type of stuff. And he just brings this kind of edge to the clubhouse and stuff that you really can't put a price tag on. And, and you said also he's a young guy, he's still probably got his best years ahead of him. And you just can't replace players like that. Jeff Stafford, Missoula Paddleheads, joining us here on Nuanas Now in studio. Anything else? Any other trades that surprised you? Were you surprised that uh, Joey Gallo got dealt to the Yankees? I was a little bit, but then again, the Yankees they're the New York that. Yankees. Right. You know, they can kind of rigmarole things to make them work that the way they can. And the other big thing, obviously, I look at with the deadline is Los Angeles Dodgers. Like, they are just a complete juggernaut now with the players that they've added. Exactly. I mean, you've got, of course, Clayton Kershaw, one of the better left-handed starters of this generation. And, oh, by the way, let's just throw in Max Scherzer in there. You know, just for fun. One of the other best fun. players of his generation. Exactly. And now you've got just so much talent. Just looking at the roster, it almost looks like, you know, playing back in the day, we've talked about MVP baseball, almost like for you've sure. got the dynasty mode going. <laughs> That's right. And you've got the... You know, the GM mode where you can turn off yeah. the trade thing where you can just, or any GM will accept any trade that is offered. That's basically just built this monster of a team. I mean, that's basically what the Dodgers have done. They they added Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, and, and I guess to a certain extent, Mookie Betts came before the World Series championship. But to a team that was already a National League pennant winning team multiple times, they added in the last couple of years Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Max Scherzer. That's un- unbelievable. And, and let's not forget about David Price. You sure, right, him exactly. In there too. Yeah, no question. Unbelievable. Yet somehow, some way, the Dodgers still aren't in first place. The San Francisco Giants continue to outpace them. I believe the Giants are now a full thirty games over five hundred. Is this ever going to hit a skid, or are they are they just going to race their way to one hundred and ten wins? I mean, I've I've been kind of waiting for this skid all year, and who knows? Maybe it just will never come. Maybe this team will just continue to just make people shrug and kind of look up at the sky and go, I don't know how this team is really doing this, but they just continue to win ball games. And I really think back to the teams that were so successful in that three and five run. No shot did that those teams have the most talented roster. It was mm. just the teams playing together and using their skill sets to their advantage. I mean, you look at the teams that one early on in those run, it was all built on pitching, but they were also able to get these kind of forgotten veteran guys. They're kind of journeymen, the Aubrey Huffs, the Marco Scuderos, the Cody Rosses, players like that. They're able to come up big for them, and they've been able to do a lot of that in this run. And a lot of it's been more guys that were in minor league ball that kind of were forgotten, so to speak, and then kind of came to the forefront. Mike Yastrzemski is a great example of that. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. If you're watching on TV, you can see I got four tickets right here. If you're listening, you want them, 406-888-1029. Text us. Got a four-pack of tickets to Thursday night's Missoula Paddleheads game. Jeff Safford, voice of the Paddleheads, in studio with me. Great Falls Voyagers coming to town. You want to go to the game on Thursday night? It's Thursday Thursdays. Cheap beer on Thursday nights. Let me know. Thursday night. Missoula Paddleheads, down by the river, one of the best places in Missoula. Text us, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All right, Jeff, let's talk Missoula Paddleheads. You haven't been in in a couple weeks because uh, we got jammed up a little while ago, and then you had to hit the road. You've been in Billings. So break it down for us. Uh, we're 10 days into August. This You haven't been on since uh, the, the calendar has turned. Uh, it seems as if you know, the Paddleheads were – Red hot all the way through the first half. They won the first half penalty, pennant, excuse me. Uh, and 
then they got off to a good start in the second half as well, and they kept being this rotating stat, or I guess this this uh, daily stat, best record in independent league baseball, best record in independent league baseball. I'm not sure if they still have the best record in independent league baseball. Hard to keep pace with the pace they were on. Seems like they've maybe taken a step back since the last time you were on the show, but just break down the last 10 to 14 days for the Paddleheads for us. Well, looking back at the home series against Grand Junction, that was definitely a good series for them. The last time they were here at Allegiance Field at Ogren Park, the Rockies were kind of the story at the time of the second half. They were able to take four of six from Grand Junction at a couple of games in that set were a little bit of a blip on the map. And I think that's been the biggest thing in the second half is the Paddleheads have had games here and there where they just haven't been able to execute as well as they have in others. They've given up a lot of hits or making location mistakes and some of that have been Paddleheads have been messing around with their starting rotation some and their bullpen kind of trying players out in new roles good example of that is Mason Schwellenbach he started with the Paddleheads coming out of the NAIA ranks as a starting pitcher made I believe seven starts before being moved to the bullpen where now he's been more of a seventh eighth even a ninth inning guy where he got his first professional save over this past six games set in Billings so it's been a lot of tinkering with the lineup and and looking at this Mustangs club now I mean Missoula lost that six game set four games to two after that game last night and first of all you got to tip your cap to what the Mustangs have been able to do they finished dead last in the first half in the standings behind even Gray Falls who's struggling struggling mightily here in the second half sure but they don't have just the best record in the Northern Division. They have the best record in the entire Pioneer League now in the second half at 14-6. and six. And they've added a lot of new players. Saw some of those guys show out against the Paddleheads. Christian Sepulveda, he looks like a heck of a talent at shortstop. Big, strong, athletic guy. He has a little bit of things to learn. He made one big mistake in the ninth inning last night where he tried to make this circus play on a double play try to flip it under I think he flipped it behind his back and the ball went down the right field line you know you just can't make mistakes like that in big spots but in terms of raw talent he is a fantastic player and it runs in the family because he is a nephew of David Ortiz hmm interesting yeah good tidbit Jeff Safford Missoula Paddleheads joining us breaking down the Missoula Paddleheads Clay Fisher is a guy we've talked about before, but uh, we've been talking about him flirting with 400. He has been an absolute bright spot since the last time you were on the show. He, he keeps disripping the cover off the ball. I think since the last time you were on the show, he's raised his batting average by a full 25 points. He's now hitting 414. Yeah, that's right. 414 is what he's hitting right now. Uh, so this, is, this had to be a lot of fun to watch for you because it doesn't matter what level of baseball you're at. If you're, if you're going four for 10, Every single weekend. I mean, hard to do much better than that. Absolutely not. I mean, Clay Fisher has been a lot of fun to watch. And what makes it more fun, too, is that Clay is a really good guy. You know, he's an easy guy to root for in that regard. He works hard. He dealt with a lot of injury issues in the first half, which led to him missing large chunks of time. I would say he was probably out there about 50 60% of the time. In the first half, he kept dealing with this nagging hamstring injury in the first half of the season, but he's been out there playing just about every day in the second half, and he's break down his game, and he's good in all aspects. Uh, the power bat is where things have been a little bit different for him. If you look back at his numbers, whether it be at UC Santa Barbara or his affiliated numbers, he never was a guy that was known all that much for power, but as he's been with Missoula the power numbers have definitely been there and he had a two home run game on Sunday afternoon in Billings he had one one of the home runs was a really impressive swing of the bat he went opposite field to right on a pitch on the inside part of the plate and a two strike count was just a great piece of hitting from Fisher and watching him defensively at short it's very just smooth doesn't make many mistakes and I think he's going to be one of the most important pieces for this club as they go down the stretch. Give us a preview for this upcoming weekend. Then Great Falls comes to town tomorrow for the beginning of a six-game set. 
to say Missoula has had their way with the Voyagers this year is an understatement. They've uh, just pounded them. Uh, a lot of the big run totals have come uh, against Great Falls, both home and away. Uh, but just your scout, because uh, the dog days of summer are upon us, so there's a lot more that goes into this than maybe just uh, roster versus roster. Yeah, and especially looking at what the Voyagers have been doing in the last four or five days in terms of the roster, it's changed a bunch because they've just frankly been in fire sale mode. They've traded a half dozen of their more recognizable players, guys that are either starting pitchers or position players that have been with them all season. Dom Abadessa, one of the better outfielders in the Pioneer League, has 15 triples by himself, which is almost more than the Paddleheads have as a team. He's now an Ogden Raptor, along with Chris Caffrey, one of their more regular starting infielders. Troy Dixon, also gone. Ari Kaufman, a left-hander, he is now a Paddlehead. He made his first start for Missoula this past week against the Billings Mustangs, so that will be interesting to see. I believe he's slated to start one game in this three-game set, so he'll be facing his old team, so that will be something to look at. So what are the Voyagers going to bring in here with all these new faces? Um, ben Norman is a player they recently added that the Paddleheads saw when they were at Centene Stadium. He's looks like a very impressive player out of the University of Iowa. He already has seven home runs. He hit three of them when Paddleheads played him at Centene Stadium. He's a good-looking young talent, and I think that's what Tommy Thompson is looking for. He's traded some of these guys that are more veterans and that type of thing, and he's trying to bring in players that are more straight out of D1 universities, more young guys, just kind of try to breathe some more life into that roster. I think that's what they're more looking for. You can listen to Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, each and every night of the summer besides Tuesdays, but then you hear him here on Tuesdays on Nuwana's Now. So this, is, this guy's got more real estate on ESPN Missoula. Anybody in town, he's doing a great job. For us here at ESPN Missoula, call the Missoula Paddleheads each and every night this summer besides Tuesdays. So Wednesday through next uh, Monday, if you can't make it to the ballpark, flip it right here. 705 first pitch, all the games except Sunday. We'll have tickets for you throughout the week. The Paddleheads, by the way, 12-9 and during the second half of play. So three games out from the Billings Mustangs, who, as Jeff mentioned, were in the bottom of this uh, four-team Northern Division during the first half. Now they're at the top of it about 21 games in. But uh, Paddleheads... Still a lot to play for. They've already clinched their postseason berth with a first-half championship. Uh, but always good to be playing good baseball going in. So we'll see if they can uh, get back up to being red hot. Jeff, pleasure having you in, my man. Thanks so much for swinging by. Oh, yeah. No worries. We have to ask you one more important question before we get out of here. Oh, no. It is a Tuesday. It's Tagliari Tuesday. We already gave our Tagliari away. I had uh, Megadeth today. Man, it was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. I can't, I'm can't. i so proud I didn't get any on my shirt because it was just <laughs> the oil and... And the, the pepperoncini juice, oh, man, delicious. But I know you were – I actually ran into you. You were celebrating your own Tagliari Tuesday. So what would you have? Well, me being a Northern California native, I had to go with the Doobie Brother, of course. Of course. I mean, One of my favorites down of, there as well. well I've had some turkey on there. I think the big key to that sandwich, though, was, was the pesto. The no pesto question. was – that was something different. That was like some gourmet pesto. It had real good – you know, wouldn't want to be on a date with somebody good pesto. <laughs> Real garlicky, oh yeah, good flavor. One Jeff. more question before you go, Jeff. Okay. How much money would you pay to see Brooks and Dunn? <laughs> Brooks and Dunn? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no? Oh, no. Just from NorCal, bro. He's not into Brooks and Dunn. Well, Are you I kidding did me? used to work for a country station that is up true. on the highland. That is so. true. Inundated in the country yes. music when you were so living in Haver. I've, but I don't know how high I would have Brooks and Dunn on my list. I okay, do yep, they, yep. Get on out of here, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Jeff Saver joins us every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now, and he's on the radio every other night as part of our broadcast and our partnership with the Missoula Paddleheads, Missoula's minor league baseball team. Thanks, man. Appreciate you coming by. Yeah, no problem. Nuana's now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. More football. Can't believe it's back. Andrew Houghton in the seat. Also from Taylor Housewright, Montana State Offensive Coordinator. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. 
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's so funny, the little vices that we all develop as individuals. Some of them are obvious or widespread or uh, easy to define or, you know, detrimental in certain different ways. Others are just funny ticks. And uh, today, I, I had a great day. I had a couple business calls this morning. Got my hair cut, Compass Barbershop. Shout out to Jesse and Zach and the boys. Always doing a great job there uh, down the hip strip. And uh, then I had a great lunch. Uh, with my good friend Bob Burns and uh, talked some Grizz football. And uh, then I uh, made one more stop and I was like, okay, I got a little bit of time before the show. I already uh, got the show ready. So I'm going to swing on down to Dorn Blazer Field. Well, as I'm swinging down to Dorn Blazer Field, of course, I drive by one of my favorite clients, but also a uh, great supporter of this show, but just one of the best stores in town, Zootown Sports Cards. It's uh, right there across from Dorn Blazer Field. And uh, it is a vintage card shop that has everything you ever dreamed of. If you're into this kind of stuff, this is your heaven. This is your paradise. So I had to swing in and uh, give me some cards. So this is impromptu. They're not even paying for this advertising. I'm just jonesing. We're going to open a couple packets of cards here on Nuanas Now. I heard this a little while. Uh, it is Nuanas Now, by the way, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I uh, do this each and every Monday through Friday. On each of those outlets, you can also find us on YouTube, N-U-A-N-E-Z. Please go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to do a YouTube giveaway later on this fall. Don't know what I'm going to give you yet, but I don't know. Could be a raft, could be a grill, could be a cooler, could be anything in between. We've given you sweet knives before. We've given you kegs before. We're always hooking you up. We've given you a Traeger one time. That was the prize I wanted to win more than anything, the Traeger. I can't believe we gave you guys a free Traeger. That's such a good uh, prize. What a, what a prize. But regardless... We're going to be doing a YouTube giveaway a little later on this fall. Uh, so please go subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, as well. Andrew Houghton in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez, And uh, we're going to talk some Grizz football, some Bobcat football, uh, and everything in between. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, we're going to hear from Taylor Housewright, Montana State Offensive Coordinator, uh, here in just a minute. But, Andrew, you and I talk about play calling, scheme, stuff like that a lot because it is a key part of college football. I sometimes think it's a little bit overblown in terms of its importance, because I think having an identity as a team is important, but I think offensively and defensively, you can run so many different elements of different schemes now. Taylor House, right, the broad thesis I would give you about him at Montana State is that he's a very new age coach, super young, early 30s, and he comes from the school that you don't necessarily need to run this intricate system or even recruit to a system. Let's take the guys we got, let's build the offense around them. You're in the game, we're going to make you do what you do well. It seemed unattainable. Now that guys have iPads and everything just gets uploaded to their huddle right away and they can watch film 24 hours a day, I think it is attainable. So just your thoughts on sort of the evolution of offense because it used to be that coordinating was a meritocracy. You had to have a ton of experience to do it. Now it seems like young guys with innovative ideas can step right in and be pretty dynamite. Sure, and I'm coming from Pocatello where you know Mike Farrader, sure. uh, former Grizzly offense coordinator there, same kind of guy, just a young guy. He knows what he wants. You know, he's got great ideas. Um, he's had that offense humming down there for a little bit. I think the other thing with the, the new age part that you're talking about, it makes it a lot easier to take bits and pieces from these different systems, right? You don't need to have your philosophy anymore. Say, we're going to throw the ball. We're going to run the ball. You know, these are the plays that I've run for 50 years, right? You can You can come in and you can... Go to a million schools. You can do a million coaching clinics. You can say, man, I really like this play design here. 
And like you said, with the iPads, I mean, it's just easy, easy, easy for the kids to pick up on this stuff. I asked Taylor House right about this because when you look at Montana State's current quarterback battle, you have Matt McKay, a six foot four guy who's a former four star recruit out of North Carolina State, transfer from North Carolina State, who uh, has good arm but can also stretch the pocket, throw on the run, and run the zone read. You got Casey Bauman, who's actually a really good athlete for being six foot seven, two hundred thirty five pounds. He can run it. He actually can run it really well. Uh, big arm, really raw prospect, but probably the guy that can throw the ball down the field the best. Tucker Rovig, the incumbent, uh, more of a game manager, uh, more of a cerebral guy, going to make the right throw, not really screw it up. Uh, that's why that's what he did so well was just not make mistakes down the stretch in 2019. Each one of those guys, though, definitively different in their skill set. So then how do you form an offense when you don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be? I asked Taylor Housewright that, plus some thoughts from Montana State's offensive coordinator on his offensive line, Taylor Housewright, here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. When you were on my show a while back, you talked about sort of building the offense around the personnel. Yep. When you have quarterbacks with different skill sets, then how do you go about doing that? Because it seems like you could have a different offense for each one of these guys, depending on oh, yeah. strength. Yeah, and I think in this system, you um, we have that ability um, to, if a guy goes down, you put another guy in to maneuver around that and do some different things. I think um, ultimately it's what the quarterback can do, but it's also really what that O-line can do. Um a little bit what receivers and running back can do, but for the most part, if you're running back, you can run the ball. Um, but I think the combination of everything is, I guess, more of an, an equation that has a lot of factors rather than just one guy. Um, so I think the guy that fits best with all the other 10 pieces um, combined is the guy that we're going to play. You're uh, blowing that all big sky guy on offense is uh, Taylor to us. Yep. So um, what, are, what are kind of the things that strike you most about his game, things you can improve on? Extremely like athletic. Yeah, extremely athletic. I think Taylor's, um, I think that's been obvious. He's very, very passionate, and you need that um, at that position. Um, he he's, wants to be a leader on offense, and as a part of those talks and groups, um, he's played a lot of football here. You know, I'm, I'm excited where he can go. Um, obviously, um, it's more than just one guy up front and having those preseason awards and stuff, but for the most part, as an old lineman, it's, if you have one guy, you're really all the five of them think they're preseason. You know what I mean? Because they work so much together all the time they're together. I mean, the best position group in all sports is the O-line because nobody uses their name um, when it comes to media and what they're doing. You're always talking about the quarterback, the receivers, or the running back, but they're the ones kind of busting their ass out there and, and making all that stuff work. So I call them the best position group because they just show up every day willing to work. I don't care what anybody says. It ain't a fun position in practice. <laughs> every day we are hitting the shit out of each other. You never get to score. So maybe we can figure out a way to, I don't know, throw the ball to the guard or something. I think if the guard turns in a 360 on the snap, then you can, like, hand it to him. He doesn't know around or something weird like that. But see if we can get some tack- tackle throws or, I don't know, some funky stuff for him to give him a little reward. Yeah. I think in high school, actually, I, my buddy was the center and. I fumbled it on the one-yard line going to the goal line, and he scored a touchdown. He said, thanks, I appreciate that. I guess he thought that I didn't fumble it on purpose, but I just ran with it and said I did so you could get a touchdown. But um, maybe something like that can happen, like a fumble rooski or something. You have a lot of continuity on that in that position group, and then some guys like Connor who, who left. Um, what if, what if, are you more focused or more optimistic about the guys coming back? more questions about who's going to fill in where where he's going to fall in. No, yeah, the, that group is, I mean, they, you guys have been here for the most part, and that group has run this program on offense. You know, I think last year we were eighth in the country in rushing yards. You don't do that. I mean, obviously we got the almighty Troy Anderson um, last year and, and some other guys that are pretty damn good players. Um, I think there was like a couple of running backs that had almost 1,000 yards rushing, but it starts with those guys. You don't do that unless those guys up front are moving people. You know, and I think that group is probably the closest on the team. You have to be. It's impossible not to. I mean, it's probably like being a heavyweight wrestler, wrestling the same guy every day in practice. You better like each other. Otherwise, um, it's going to be a long year. But I'm very excited about the group. Coach Armstrong has been here five years, six years going on his fifth season or something like that. And he's done a great job building that and recruiting it. And it's been an emphasis here, and it's going to continue to be an emphasis. I mean, if we have to spend all of our money on O-line and D-line, I'm all for it. We figure everything else out. So, The fact that Army has been here for a while, though, I mean, does that add to the continuity? Of the oh, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, we are very lucky to have a guy like that. Our entire coaching staff on offense is 
awesome. You know, they, I think to a man, every single guy's got way more experience than me, uh, which makes it easy. They just kind of let me, uh, they handle a lot of stuff, so um, it works well. And I think having a guy, I think any program, you don't, that's a position you don't want to turn over. Not that you want to turn over any position from a coaching staff, but O-line is just so much to your coaching. Five guys, you're grading five guys every day, and um, that's where the game starts. You know, us quarterbacks, we like to call plays. We don't always think exactly the details of what the center should be doing or the guard should be doing, so Army has to put me in check a little bit every once in a while. Uh, Brent was talking about how you know, TJ and Cole are especially two guys on the O-line that have stepped up. What have you seen from them that, that has allowed them to, to do that? Oh, just hard workers. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing. And they're very goal-oriented, and uh, they want what's best for the team. You know what I mean? And I'm always pushing them. They want that. They want to be coached. They want to be pushed. Um, but I think here, any kid that's on our team uh, from the past, the standard's been set in the culture, and those kids will do anything for you and run through a wall. Um, so those two guys just add to that, and there's a lot more um, outside of them. But that group just works hard, and they do everything we ask of them. So what's your assessment of them kind of individually, I guess? Uh, good players, really good players. You know what I mean? I think that over line, it's one of those spots, like, as soon as you play one game, you, like, get ten times better. Because now, typically in practice, you're just banging heads the whole time. We're screaming and yelling, you to go harder. You're pretty tired, you know, as you get through fall camp. Then you go into the game, sometimes the game's easier for online, but they at least get a confidence, hey, I've done this, you know what I mean? And, and, and as soon as they get that first block or even get beat that first time, it kind of just calms them down a little bit. So um, I think they've made huge strides, huge strides in the spring. I expect them to make huge strides this fall camp, and I expect them to make huge strides from game one to game two. So, But uh, as far as them as players individually, I think uh, they're great and they're, they're working their way towards being really, really good players. In the time that you've been here, and you have to spend more time with your entire group, um, how is your assessment of both their athletic abilities and also maybe their off-the-field character makeup? Uh, how much more of each of those two things have you learned about your groups? Oh, a ton. I mean, I think that's the thing here coming into this situation. Um, most of the times when you're in my role for the first time, it's at a program that had a terrible culture or didn't win football games, and it's the exact opposite here. Coach Cho and these guys had it going, and uh, we came into a good situation, and he created a great culture in our systems on offense. I mean, we kept everybody on offense, right? Yeah, everybody on offense that was on that staff. Um, and even Coach Udy, as the offense coordinator, is now the receiver coach, and they built that. So the culture and the character, that is like the best I've been around. You know what I mean? Um, and the physical part, obviously, they were 19, what, uh, third round of the playoffs or semifinals or whatever and um, the talent's there I mean I think that's ultimately there's a lot of school in the country that have talent it just kind of comes down how well do you gel through fall camp in the season um, stay healthy obviously but I think the biggest uh, to answer your question the talent was great but the character was even greater that we don't have issues like a lot of people have these kids will do anything um, especially on offense that you have House right, offensive coordinator for the Montana State Bobcats. Andrew Houghton joining me, Coulter Nuanas in studio. It's Nuanas now. Do you have questions about Montana State's offense? I mean, they are going to objectively likely look different than they did in 2019. How could you not? Uh, 23 different ball carriers. I think 13 different players scored rushing touchdowns. Uh, the leading rushing offense in the league, I think the second-to-last passing offense in the league. So I think because you hire an offensive-minded coach, you're almost – for sure going to look different. But do you have concerns about that offense? I do a little bit because I don't, you know, the the offense that Brent Vegan was running at Wyoming was the same thing. I mean, it was so sure. run heavy. Right. Uh, and other than that, I guess the other question would be about just, like, who is going to be the quarterback? And if it's Matt McKay, like, what is his, what is his level at? For sure. And I, I'm just so interested to see if he can recapture the level because it's been a long time since he played. But a former four-star guy. Uh, I, I, the one thing I've learned over my career is that doesn't mean much. Right. But I interviewed him the other day. Uh, he's got a presence to him. He's tall. I mean, he's very big. So that was a, an interesting fold. So I agree. Uh, some uncertainty there, for sure. Uh, but we'll keep you in the loop. As things progress, I'm going to make my way over to Bozeman sooner than later to get some in-person impressions of Brent Vegan's first fall camp. But Andrew was at Bobby Houck's second day of fall camp with the Montana Grizzlies, give us some more feedback from their performance today. Here on Nuanas Now, right after this. 
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. gone full country around here. I'm too much of a rocker for that. And uh, too much into the hip-hop, too, especially with Andrew Houghton in the fold. He's teaching me all about the new age hip-hop, too. I didn't know any of the songs at Grizz practice yesterday. Uh, First indication that you're getting old. But Brooks and Dunn will always remind me of my parents and my aunt and uncle, Jenny and Danny, and our childhood growing up in the Southwest and uh, just how good those times were. So shout out to my aunt Jenny. Hopefully she's feeling better. And a happy birthday to my mother. Uh, she's the certainly biggest fan of this show. And uh, I just celebrated my fourth anniversary here at ESPN Missoula. Couldn't have done it without you, Ma. You've helped me all along the way. And uh, definitely been good being back in my hometown. Coulter Nuanas. Nuanas now 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. If you're watching on TV and you see our smattering of cards all over the table, I can't help myself. I swung down, uh, down to Zootown Sports Cards, which, by the way, We'll be reinstituting some rip sessions and some giveaways with them here uh, coming up this fall. Uh, but I picked up some cards, and I can't help myself. I had to open all, all of them. So uh, that's what we're doing here. Live card opening while we listen to interviews with offensive coordinators. We're changing the game here at ESPN Radio. Andrew Houghton, new to ESPN Missoula, old at Skyline Sports. Go check out his writings at SkylineSportsMT.com. I also had a Grizz story up there today. Andrew uh, a little recap of yesterday's practice, some notes and impressions and storylines, as well as then I had some of your key storylines to follow throughout this month at fall camp for the University of Montana. Uh, Andrew, you got to see day two today. I was down there for about the first mm, 35 minutes today, so I didn't get to see much more than the special team stuff. Right. Uh, but just your general impressions from yesterday and today. Well, I think they look really good. They do look really good. and It's objective. I think that if you watch them practice, talent evaluation aside, the crispness and efficiency of their practice is undeniable. Especially for the first two practices of fall camp. Yep. Uh, other than that, I think it. I think it's a quarterback competition. We've talked about that. Cam Humphrey, Chris Brown. Uh, the unit that's made the biggest impression on me so far has been the secondary. They've got a Very lot good. of guys. What about the secondary stood out so far? Just the depth. Yeah. The, the aggressiveness. I mean, they, they have guys who, who look good, right? Like... Uh, Justin Ford, the transfer cornerback from Louisville. Looks really good. Corbin Walker, the redshirt freshman transfer cornerback from Washington State. Uh, I uh, I mentioned this to Eric Tabor and uh, Riley Corcoran as I was walking out. Tabor, the sports information director at Montana. Corcoran, obviously, voice of the Grizz and uh, good friend of this show. That I love Corbin Walker's competitiveness. It's not even just his skill set, which is a good one. I mean, he's he's a six foot, maybe six one corner. He's got good size, good length. He's fast, but it's his competitiveness. I mean, he was he was hawking Sammy Akim for the whole time I was there. He's not scared to go up against Montana's uh, All Conference wide receiver. Right, and I was talking to a couple of the transfer corners today. I mean, with Justin Ford, uh, Omar Hicksonu, who came over from Oregon State. They mentioned that to survive in this defense, I mean, you have to have that as a cornerback because you're going one-on-one. You have to think that you can beat the guy across from you, and I've seen that from all of them so far. That's the most compelling change to this Montana football team for me is that if you understand the defense they've been running, they've been getting away with putting uh, pretty okay corners out on an island. And by getting away with, I, I mean that they have gotten exploited from time to time, and they've given up big shot plays. Even that Weber State game, which was the last time we saw Montana live in Missoula in a uh, bona fide Big Sky Conference game, 
Kai McPherson ripped him up. He he got some shot plays. Justin Malone, before he got hurt, also caught some long uh, gains as well. So they have been vulnerable in that area. They have not had a true man-to-man guy. Now I think they have at least two and as many as four. I think Anjay So, the kid from Utah, is a guy that's going to be a fast riser. I will not be surprised to see him on the field pretty prevalently this year. But also Justin Ford, Hicksonu, and Corbin Walker, all, I think, outstanding talent. So I just think that they... I don't know if it's their best position group. I'm not willing to say that it's even close at this point, but it is certainly the one where they upgraded the talent the most since 2019. And where they needed to upgrade the talent the yes. most. So, I'm just, so I guess to finish that point, I'm wondering how their scheme is going to change, though, because now they can afford to leave guys out on the island. They're already blitzing at a higher uh, clip than anybody in the league. Does that make the blitzing more effective? Does it make it less necessary? I think that there's a lot of different schematic changes that could go in because the personnel is upgraded. And I think the other side of this, too, sort of the flip side, is that, you know, Montana, we were just talking about Montana State's offense, right? Like, what if with sure. Matt McKay, Brent Vegan, they're taking more deep shots? I mean, they're not running the ball 50 times a game anymore. We'll see if Weber State does that. I mean, they were doing that more in the spring with uh, Bronson Barron. Uh, the freshman quarterback from American Fork, Utah, like they were taking a lot of shots downfield. So those are the other two top teams in the conference. I mean, what if those guys are throwing it downfield more this year? I mean, it, it it's just a different dynamic. I'm just so interested to see what kind of pace these teams want to play at too because that's the, that's the other funny part is you can throw it more than the Cats have thrown it and still run it 50 times a game depending sure. on how many plays sure. that you run, right? Now, I mean, this day and age, you could – totally have 55 rushing plays and still throw the ball at a very high rate because of how many plays teams can run. But regardless, uh, that was my, uh, when people asked me, you know, I got my phone was blowing up last night, of course. Everybody's excited. I was hearing from just as many Bobcat fans as I was Grizz fans. Like, hey, you saw the Grizz in person. Hey, you saw the Cats in person. I have actually not seen the Cats in person in practice yet. I saw all those guys on media day. Haven't seen them actually in real practice yet. So I'm going to be heading over to Bozeman soon. But my number one impression from practice yesterday was how sharp they looked, how disciplined they were, how regimented they were, how the uh, the standard has been set, the expectation has been set, and it seems as if everybody that at least is a returning guy knows the drill. They know what they're what is uh, how, how they're supposed to operate on a day to day basis. My number two impression though was this Grizz team could have several different identities, each of which they could be very good at. At playing, I, I do think they'll. They, if they wanted to, I think they'll be able to run the ball a little better this year. So I think the offensive line's improved. If guys like Isaiah Childs can come along at running back, I do think that they could be a team that overwhelms people with their defense because I think that the improvement at corner is going to make the blitzing a lot more ferocious. I also think they're going to be able to roll between six and eight deep on the defensive line and between four and five linebackers at the inside linebacker spot and maybe as many as six safeties as well. So I think that they have a lot of depth. But my number three thought was, if they want their if they so choose, they could choose to have just an all gas no breaks identity, and they could for sure score fifty points a game and just blow the doors off of people. Absolutely, they. I mean, and that's what honestly, if you ask me, what would it take for the Grizz to win the national championship? It's not the cliche answers of special teams execution and uh, defensive elitism. To for real, to knock off the teams you have to surpass if you are Montana, aka Weber State, Montana State, James Madison, North Dakota State, and South Dakota State. You have to beat them by outscoring them, I think. It's an interesting thought because, like you said, I mean, I think this team is completely capable of doing that. So, so much depends on the quarterback, though. I mean, they we talked about replacing uh, Samori Torrey the other day. I think they have enough guys at wide receiver to do that. I mean, there's a world here in which this fall, I mean, Gabe Solser is the most famous person in the state of Montana because he goes <laughs> right. off and he, he scores, you know, yep. two 90-yard touchdowns in the opener and just, you know, keeps keeps going at that pace and everybody loves him. There's a world in which, you know, Sammy Akem's the best receiver in the conference, of course. Yep. Malik Flowers comes on. I mean, they've got so much talent. So much talent. And And Rosenbaum knows how to get those guys the ball, even if it's not necessarily just a five-step drop and a pass, right? I mean, he's not scared to run the jet sweep with Gabe Solcer or an end around with Malik Flowers. He's going to get those guys the ball. We saw a sweep with Cole Grossman the other day Mm -hmm. in practice. I was just... Mind blown, but they've got a lot of weapons. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how much they, they open the throttle up, right? No question. There's going to be a lot of fun storylines to follow. Keep it tuned. SkylineSportsMT.com as well as right here at ESPN Missoula because we have uh, all sorts of coverage coming up for you. going to make a return of our Elevated Expectations series, highlighting some of the 
guys that are, will have elevated roles for both Montana and Montana State throughout this fall camp and into the 2021 season. And also look forward to Andrew's story about the uh, transfer corners because those guys uh, definitely, they're going to have elevated expectations themselves. All the time we got for a Tuesday, missed anything in the show. Heard from Bobby Houck, Montana head football coach. Taylor House, right? Montana State offensive coordinator. Also presented this week's Treasure State Stars. Talked a little baseball with Jeff Saffer from the Missoula Paddleheads. And had a ton of fun. Gave you some Paddleheads tickets. Some packs of cards as well as some Tagliari Deli. Missed anything in the show. It's all available on the podcast, like always. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. The Wingate Windham Hotel and Sports Bet Montana. We'll be back in action tomorrow. Sean Rainey's out. He's going to go play some fancy golf or something like that. I don't know, a guy taking a day off in August. What a guy. No, but Sean's uh, not going to be here tomorrow. We have a very special guest for our ESPN roundtable tomorrow. Also going to probably talk some NFL. We will get around to some of my players to watch for both the Grizz and the Bobcats. Sorry to keep brushing that off. We just have so many interviews right now. I'm just getting so excited sharing all the content with all you guys. But we'll have plenty of Bobcat and Grizz football, plenty of NFL football, and uh, a very special guest for the ESPN Roundtable at 5. So we hope you return to action with us here at ESPN Missoula. It's a Tuesday, so no Paddleheads tonight. Paddleheads will be back in action tomorrow, and uh, we'll have tickets for you throughout the rest of the week. In the meantime, hope everybody's having an outstanding Tuesday, and uh, we'll be back in the saddle tomorrow, 4 p.m., right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. For Andrew Houghton, Jeff Safford, I'm Coulter Nuanez. Please enjoy yourself on a Tuesday evening, and we'll see you tomorrow. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.